What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number four of the VIP Gaming Show. My name is Vinny Champa, and with me is the demonic Michael Goss. How are you? Why am I demonic? <laughs> I don't know. Did you did you do an exorcism lately? No. <laughs> no. 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 I mean, I know Halloween just ended. Right. I mean, ended days ago, and then Hallow- trick or treating was yesterday for us. So, I yeah, mean, that's real weird. It, it was weird. I was coming like trick or treating in November. Yeah, nothing, nothing like coming home on a Saturday night and almost hitting somebody because they're all dressed in black and you forget that it's Halloween. You know, trick or treating that night. So, you know, we went fun. to my my parents and I went out to eat, and apparently there was a hit and run right when we uh were like eating dinner. Uh, and I was well, like. I was like, well, that's just dandy. And then when we're leaving, there's like caution tape all around the street that they were at. And I'm like, I would just rather this not happen. Right. Well, we're coming out of. It wasn't me. Well, so. I'm happy for that. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, guess what? What's up? I'm real fucking tired, dude. Are you tired? I'm so, dude. So you know this past crazy? weekend yeah. was Extra Life. Oh, which, for crazy. those that you don't know, is a. Charity where you try to raise money for, uh, well, Miracle Network Hospitals. I did Boston's uh, Miracle Network Hospitals. And we streamed for 24 hours. And I tell you, man, it, it is fucking hard to play games for 24 hours. I know. I did it with you before. I wish I wish we talked about it more and then timed it together because I would have loved to have done it with you. Yeah, well, there's always next year. And also, I mean, it's not like it's just a one-day thing. Like, it goes year-round. So, like, you could literally do it whenever you want. It's just that's the, like, most accepted day. But, yeah. All right. But, but whatever. Extra Life was super fun. I appreciate all those who uh, came by, hung out, donated. It was a good time. I'm real fucking tired, though, from it. But how we are here. And we're going to fucking kill it, dude. How much, you know did, you, how much did you uh, raise? I personally raised... Four hundred and sixty-five, I think, or thirty-five. One of those two. That's pretty good. And I'm a part of a team with Bite Me. I feel like I mention them every week, but they're fucking awesome. Um, we were part of an extra life team, and I think we totally raised so far as of recording this, like thirty-seven hundred dollars. So nice. it's pretty awesome. That's we awesome. killed it, dude. It was a good time. But uh, there's a shit ton of news to talk about this week, including things like Death Stranding, what happened to BlizzCon, EA Games. Honestly, this is kind of like a sequel from last week. So if you were here for last week, we get a lot of things to continue on from last week and confirm for you. So yep. we are going to start with Death Stranding, which is a game. Right, yeah. the Death Stranding, game coming out next week on PlayStation 4. It's been getting a bunch of kind of in-between reviews. Like, IGM rated it a 68, but the Metacritic score, Metacritic score is an 84. Honestly, I feel like it's just kind of because it's... I think it's going to be one of those games that's just super polarizing because, like, it's weird as shit and no one knows what the fuck it is until we play it, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know anything about it. All I keep hearing is something about some baby... Yeah, the, the, you have Norman. You play as Norman Reedus from, which is Daryl from The Walking Dead, and uh, you just kind of have this little baby thing. And they don't call it a baby; it's a BB. It's a a a BB. Yes, a BB. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the BB also stands for Bridge Baby. Bridge Baby. You're just as confused as me and everyone else in the world. 
What? Yeah, no one, no one fucking understands. But anyways, this game, Death Stranding, is yeah. coming to PC in summer of 2020, which is really fucking weird considering it's... I guess it's a Sony exclusive. I mean, it's not coming to anything else, but I don't think they own the developers that are making the game. So I think that's why they're able to do it, but it's odd. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. And like, I mean, I mean, I'm excited. I was planning on actually getting this next week, but then, you know, classic, classic me being terrible, saving money doesn't have the money to get it anyway. So honestly, they, I'm happy they released this. Like, the statement like a week before the game came out. Cause I, I am super interested in it, even though I don't know what the fuck it is, but I think I honestly, like I said before, I'm a big PC nerd. So I think I honestly might just wait for the PC port now. Hmm. You're going to wait a whole year for the PC. It is. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of the compromise, right? Cause they don't own Kojima productions who are the people that make this game. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't own that. Like they're not a first party studio. So, um, it, it's kind of like, uh, I, I guess somehow they're getting away with, <clears throat> I, I don't even know how to say it. They're not getting away with, but they're able to bring it over to the PC and sell it more. But they're Sony's probably like, Hey, we need like at least a year exclusivity on that. Actually, it's not even a year. Cause it's coming out in November and then it's going to come out in summer. So like, they're like, yeah, we need at least like six or nine months of doing this hmm. on PlayStation to try to sell here. So I don't know. Interesting. We'll see how it do, how it does, I guess. I, I mean, so far, like I said, reviews are kind of weird. They're literally all over the place. People say they're 10 out of 10. Some people say it's a shit game. So I, I don't know. It's not out. It comes on November 8th. I think, I think it's one of those games that, it's honestly had a super interesting, like, um, like ro- not rollout, but like the hype around it building up throughout the months has been kind of crazy. Cause like no one knows what the game is, but for some reason, like everyone loves, loved all the trailers because they're like, this makes no fucking sense. I love it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. <clears throat> I mean, I'm intrigued, but I don't love it. But I mean, we'll see. I still think I'm going to get it, even though it didn't get super phenomenal reviews. But So I feel like a lot of people are thinking the same way you are. Even mm-hmm. if people don't like it, they'll probably still buy it. And right. All the company's trying to do is make money. And with people who love it because it doesn't nothing makes sense and they want to see what this game is about, it's going to buy it. And then like you, you you're not really sure, but you're going to buy it anyway just to see how it is. Right. So you know what that tells me? Mm-hmm is that this company is going to make a shit ton of money just because people want to figure out what the fuck the game is. I mean, that's the interesting <laughs> thing too, right? Is because yeah. their marketing was like so fucking phenomenal for this game that everyone was intrigued by a game that they don't even know what it is. Right. So, so the, the fact that the marketing team was even able to be like, hey, we're going to sell you guys on this game that you don't know what it's about, but we know that you have Norman Reedus in the game. Yeah, and you play as him, and you can also piss, and mushrooms will come out of the ground. What? That that is a thing in the game. Yes, I've literally not seen a single second of any of these trailers, but you literally whip out your wiener. You don't see it because Norman Reedus doesn't want you to see his penis, but <laughs> you literally whip it out. I saw him pee, and a mushroom grew. Okay, and I still don't. <laughs> 
I, I, I we're, you know what? We're just gonna leave it at that. I don't fucking yeah. know, dude. That that's that's Death Stranding. We'll see when it comes out to PC. I will probably play it then, much longer after anyone else has played it, because I assume there's not many people waiting for it on PC. But I'm excited for it. The one other part of this is that because on PS4 Death Stranding is being published by Sony Entertainment, which you know that makes sense, but. On the, the PC port, 505 Games is actually going to be publishing it on PC, which is the people that uh, published Control, which was a phenomenal game. I fucking mm-hmm. loved that game. It was super good. Same people that made Quantum Break as well. Um, I enjoy both those games a lot, so I'm hoping that their PC port will be pretty good and it will actually be pretty playable. But that's Death Stranding. On to the next news from BlizzCon. Quite a bit of it. I don't know a lot about the other stuff that we're not talking about, but we're going to start with actually Diablo 4 got officially announced. They haven't said really jack shit about it, but I think after the BlizzCon debacle last year with them being like, hey guys, we're, we got a brand new Diablo for you, and it's on your phone. They were like, yikes, guys, we should probably announce the new actual Diablo 4 game on PC, huh? Because people were really pissed about that last year. <laughs> They, they they immediately left BlizzCon last year and was like, all right, let's get ready to do this game. Yeah. I mean, people were rip shit, dude. It was ridiculous. Like, people were like, how how do you ramp up this entire super awesome Diablo announcement for a mobile game? Like, come on now. Like, what the fuck? Come on. But, the, the phone is the way of the future. Uh, of course, right? That's future gaming. It's in I, your hand. I just want to pay all my loot boxes on, on my phone. That's what I want to do. I want to pay for them all there. Yeah. But whatever. That's Diablo 4. That's officially announced. They haven't said really anything about it except for it's it's a thing. So that's cool. I'm excited for that. was a big fan of Diablo 3. Michael and I will eventually play it someday. But Someday. Over the rainbows. Okay. Um. So... The other was kind of news. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know what? We can link songs, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guess what's that called in like the the MC business? You're mixing tracks. <laughs> I, I'm a big mixer of the tracks. <laughs> my name is DeVinster. Check out my mixtape. Damn right. SoundCloud, dude. I'll put the link in below. SoundCloud. You're going to see me SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll no. call you Big Vince. <laughs> oh, you can call me VKM, Vincent Kennedy Money. <laughs> right? That work? Moolah? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, dude, I hate it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So anyways, uh, the other news from BlizzCon that I'm personally very excited about is Overwatch 2 got officially announced. I don't know if Overwatch 2 is like an actual game. I know that you're going to have to buy this, but I don't know if it's like just a massive expansion or if it's an actual game. I wasn't able to look too far into that one, but they're doing a bunch of cool new shit with this Overwatch 2 thing. So they're making it so... This Overwatch 2 will feature new story missions, so like an actual kind of single player. Also, I believe it's co-op, like an actual story, which sounds like it's going to be kind of cool. Similar to the like seasonal events that they've done in Overwatch already that are like kind of semi-story based, but they're always time limited. But 
These ones are going to be specific. They're going to have a specific hero mission. So, like, I don't know. You'll do a mission as Reinhardt and have some backstory and lore behind him. So, that'd be pretty cool. And they're, cool. Yeah, dude. That, I'm super excited. Like, a Reaper <laughs> hero mission sounds like it'd be oh, really fun, too. I'm, no, I'm super excited. Uh, is I, it going to cost as much as a new game, or is it just... Uh, I don't know. I don't think they've said a price yet. I mean, they don't even have a release date yet, so I don't. I don't think so. No, but I, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think if you get Overwatch One, even when it launched, it was only forty dollars, unless you wanted like the premium, like get me extra skins pack. Right. Um, so you're just buying skins at that point. Right. So I think yeah. I'm gonna guess it's gonna be somewhere between twenty to forty. If I had to make a educated guess but i don't think we know that for sure okay but, but it sounds like a super cool yeah super expansion pack thing but it seems like they're completely like innovating what overwatch is i mean overwatch has been out for a long time at this point at least it feels like it has been it's been out for a few years now yeah. yeah, i don't know when it came out i'm gonna guess like 2013 but it's been it's been quite a bit um but yeah so they're doing those hero missions they're doing replayable co-op modes and uh, hero leveling up and hero customization. Overwatch 2 will also have a new PvP mode called Push, which we looked into it a little bit before the podcast, and it seems actually kind of cool, where apparently there's like this robot in the middle of the map, and each team has to try to push it as far as they can to the other team's side. And then whoever gets it to the furthest side like I'm assuming there's a time limit. So whoever gets it furthest within the time limit on the other opponent's side actually wins. So it's kind of seems like Michael said it earlier. It sounds like, like a tug of war type thing. Um, I, I'm excited for that. That's going to be cool. I always like new modes and PVP games. Cause sometimes doing the same thing over and over can be um, kind of repetitive. Right. But, I feel like with the amount of time that the first Overwatch has been out, we're kind of looking for some change. Yeah, I mean, well, all they've really had is Escort, right? Or, well, they've had the, like, domin- was it domination? No. Basically. Yeah, yeah where you you defend, like, a, a point, or you do the payload one where you push the payload. Right, right. I think, gonna... that's, I think that's all they have, unless I'm missing those, something. Those are the only two that I remember. Yeah. It's been a while since I played, but... But I, you know, Overwatch, I liked... I loved playing Overwatch. I was never good at any characters, but um, it's a pretty good game. I am very excited for this. Um, yeah, this game should be this game should be excellent. I'm ready. I hope so. Uh, a little bit more though. They're adding new heroes, which is to be expected. Which I think is cool. One of them is called Sojourn. 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 So I don't. I don't fucking know. I'm not a. I'm not a grammar professor. I don't know. I don't know. But so, some cool name. Um, white kids trying to pronounce a name. Uh, yeah, you know what? English. I'm trying. I'm trying. But also, what I think is really cool, and I'm very happy that they're doing this because they would have gotten a shit ton of backlash if they didn't. Where the multiplayer PvP modes that have existed in Overwatch One will also be like cross-playable with Overwatch 2. And also, if you get Overwatch 2, all the cosmetics that you had in Overwatch 1 will carry over, hmm. which is super dope. And all your player progression doesn't get lost either. So that's super awesome because I would be pretty pissed if I 
I mean, you don't have to buy loot boxes, but I'm pretty sure I did at least a couple times in Overwatch because I was like, I play this game so much, I should give them some money because I enjoyed it a lot. So I bought loot boxes, but if they were like, hey, we're not going to bring your cosmetics over that you bought to the new game, then I would be pretty pissed. But we don't have to worry about that. Nope, not at all. Uh, yeah, I didn't buy any, but if I did and spent like a ton of money on them and wasn't getting them in the next one, I'd be a little upset. Yeah, I would be too. The only other thing that we know is that they're adding three new maps. I remember one of them is in Canada. I don't know what the other two are, but that should be exciting. I'm excited for Overwatch 2. The only thing that I want from Overwatch now is full crossplay. That's all I want. I mean, it's it's really the only way. That's like, all I want. Is it really that hard to ask? Listen, I, I get people's excuses. And yeah, you know what, fuck it, I am going to call them excuses for why PC and console shouldn't play together. However, even in a game like Overwatch, which some characters are... Like, I can see Widowmaker being fucking nutty on a, on a PC versus a console player, and I get it. However, I don't think most heroes in Overwatch are like that. Like, Lucio doesn't really matter if you're playing on PC or console, right? And I feel like most heroes are probably like that. Um, And and even if there is the advantage, I I say just at the end of the day, give the option for, yeah. If you're on console, be like, Hey, I don't want to do cross play. And then be like, all right, cool. But make it, make it opt out. Don't make it opt in. Cause I think that's the issue where see if thieves tried to do this a little bit earlier this year. And they were kind of getting backlash for it where they have, I think if Overwatch 2 does this, they should make it so when you first sign on to Overwatch 2, crossplay is enabled. But then if you want to get out of it, you can like go into the options and be like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Yeah, uh, Call of Duty does the same thing. They have the op- opt-out. So it start- So when you start a COD, you're automatically doing crossplay? Yeah. Yeah, I like that so much better. Yeah, so... Um, but if you don't want to play it, mm-hmm. um, you can... You can opt out of it. Right. And I think that makes sense. If I understand the, I, I understand why people would be skeptical of wanting to play PC players. Cause I mean, if someone is a really good first person shooter on, on PC, then yeah, you will. They definitely still have an advantage. I don't think it's unplayable. I mean, I haven't personally done it, but I think you have with COD and you said you suck, but I have like, it's, it's hard. It is hard. Like you can definitely tell when you're trying to when you're shooting against someone who's playing on computer versus someone on like uh, console. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's not that hard. Like you can do it. It's not unplayable to face no a PC person. No, and if if you just feel that you're not you, whatever you're not good enough to play against computer people or you're not good enough to play against anybody and you mm-hmm. want to stick with just console, you can do that. So I like right. that. Agreed. I hope Overwatch 2 does that. I think that's what everybody wants. That's where yeah. the future needs to head. All right, moving on. We are going to go to a article that we talked about last week. <clears throat> we were talking last week about how there were rumors of EA games coming to Steam. And guess what? They are. And I'm Da-da-da. very excited. Since th- this is the first time since 2011 that any EA games are going to be sold on Steam. 
the main reason that we think, and it only makes sense that they're doing, that they had their own store to begin with, is because Steam takes a 30% cut, which is industry standard, which, I mean, they do that on consoles as well, where the Steam will take 30% of the revenue that whatever each game makes. So I'm assuming that's why EA went and made their own launcher, and they were like, hey, we can get 100% if we have our own launcher. But clearly there's a fuck ton more people on Steam than there are on the EA Games launcher, which I don't even know the name of, so that should tell you that right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is the first time since 2011 they've sold on Steam. Their first game that they're going to be selling on Steam is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which, ooh boy, I'm excited for. I know. I'm so excited. It looks so good. So good. I'm ready for the real good, like, in-depth story mode. Yeah. I'm so ready for that. I think this is the first time since EA has had the Star Wars license that I'm excited for a Star Wars game. I mean, the first Battlefront was kind of shitty. The second Battlefront, and I'm talking about the new ones. I never played the old ones. But the first Battlefront was shitty. The second Battlefront had a campaign, but I heard it was kind of like... I I never played it. I actually installed it recently to go and play it, but I haven't yet. Um, I didn't play it. I heard it was kind of just super straightforward and just kind of didn't feel great. And then also that had the whole big... that That's what really started the loot box revolution because it was like, hey, you can play as Darth Vader in multiplayer if you dump 60 hours into the game first and you only unlock one hero that way. And I was like, well, that's not ideal. <laughs> and no no one else thought no one else thought so either. So that's what started the loot box debacle. So we're we're far from that and this is the first time that I think EA is going to hopefully hit it out of the park with a Star Wars game. Yeah, I didn't honestly um not that it, I mean I've been really looking forward to this new story mode for this um Star Wars game. Is there a multiplayer? Because I don't think I've ever really heard anything. No, there's no multiplayer. They've, this is strictly a uh, single-player game. Single-storyline-based. I think yep. that's really what Star Wars should be. I agree. Because Star Wars... Like, I get it. Like, if you want to have, like, online, I get it. But if you're going to have, like, an online setup for Star Wars, I think it really should just only be, like, a co-op campaign-type online play. I mean, pretty dope. It would be pretty sick. Um, but to have this be a single player only game is, I think, exactly where Star Wars should have been. Well, and with that, they have their only focus is on a single player story, so they're going to make it really good because they can't have, like, like with Call of Duty, and I'm not saying this is the case because I don't know, I haven't played it, but a lot of Call of Duty games. Like, I don't know, say, say for example, like, I don't know, Ghosts. I, I didn't know what you're talking about. I didn't play it much, but like the campaign will probably be like, okay. And then the multiplayer will still feel really good because that's Call of Duty's main focus. Right. But if you're doing a game that's just one of those two things, like if Call of Duty came out and did an only single player story, while I know they wouldn't do that because they're, you know, they get most of their money from people wanting to play m- multiplayer. But if they did that, I bet you they could do a fucking phenomenal single player. Like, really, really good. I, like, probably I, better than the one that you're playing now. And I haven't played it, but. I bet they could, honestly. I bet they could. 
but it'd be weird. But um, it, uh, you know, it might not be that weird because I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, like to talk about Ghost, the reason, <laughs> like they, I feel like Ghost focused primarily on the story mode. It was right. super short, mm-hmm. but it was it was good. Like it had a good story. All I remember from them marketing that game is that there was a dog companion. Yes, that's and all I, I remember. Talked about this before, and you literally used the dog in like two or three missions, and then that was so it. Weird. I was like, "Oh, okay." But you can, when you played online, you could use the dog, right? Which was weird. I don't know, but they didn't really they didn't market that one very well. If if honestly, if they because of the way they marketed, like I said last time, the way they marketed that game. I felt like the entire campaign should have just been the dog. Right. The way they marketed it is weird. But um yeah, they focused I think that game was bad because they focused so much on the campaign and they didn't even really do a long campaign. It was good, but it wasn't very long. It was super yeah. quick. Like you finish it in like three hours. It was weird. Right. Um super, super short. But and then the online wasn't all that great. Yeah, and see, that's unfortunate, but that's why I think with a game like Jedi Fallen Order, where they can focus on a only single-player game, where they can focus on good storytelling, good writing, and unlike a game like Battlefront, they don't need to incorporate, like, you you don't need to incorporate how would Darth Vader play, how would Luke Skywalker play, how would Leia play, how would Han play. You're only playing as one Jedi. And you can fine-tune it to however you want this one Jedi to play as, and you can make it feel as crisp and as good as possible. Right. So I'm, hope- I'm hoping Jedi Fallen Order will be great. I'm excited for it. I'm going to buy it. comes out November 15th. I'm super hyped. Definitely buy First, it. I'm going to be buying it on Steam because I can do that now. Um, and then also with the EA thing coming over to Steam, they're also bringing over EA Access, which is really cool. This is the first time that they, to my knowledge, that you can get like a subscription service on steam this is pretty much what this is pretty much game pass for ea games mm-hmm. so like you i think it was five bucks a month it might be ten five bucks a month i'm gonna go with though i think that's right where you pay five bucks a month you get games like anthem rest in peace that game's never gonna come anywhere which sucks because i liked it a lot but um the games like anthem are on there you know like the maddens the ufc right yeah yeah uh, Plants vs. Zombies, which I love a lot. So you could do that, pay five bucks a month, get all those games on there too. So that'd be cool. They said this coming next year. Yeah, I used to I used to do that on my Xbox. I used to pay for all that stuff and have a whole bunch of games to be able to download from EA. But um, but I uh, now I have Xbox Game Pass and I don't need to do that. Yeah, Game Pass I think is still super worth it over that. And uh, Game Pass. Though- on Xbox and PC. Yeah, even though it's ten dollars more, but it, it's there's yeah. Uh, they just have so many <laughs> great games. Yeah, they do. They really do. Speaking of Xbox, Xbox is also doing this thing called Xbox All Access, which allows users to upgrade your Xbox One S or X to an Xbox Scarlet when it comes out. I'm gonna try to go into this. However, it's really fucking confusing. At the end of the day, I just want you guys to know that this Xbox thing is pretty much like a cell phone subscription where like you pay X amount of dollars per month. But 
how it works is you get your Xbox One S or X before December 31st this year. You start paying for it about 20 to $30 a month. It depends on if you get the S or X. You pay for it 20 to $30 a month. After 12 months, you can then trade that in for the Xbox One Scarlet when it comes out next uh, next fall. And then after you get your new Xbox Scarlet, you pay the twenty. Uh, you pay the twenty to thirty dollars for a remaining eighteen months, and then you just own the game. And then during that entire time, you also get Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which is fifteen dollars a month, which is a fuck ton of value you make on that. Actually, at the end of the day, really confusing, but uh, yeah, I I don't get it. <laughs> It's a weird thing to just do like that. <laughs> like, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I, think, I don't think it's a bad thing either. I think it's just kind of a weird thing to do. Like, I get it. You know, I, maybe some people can't afford to right. buy one right away. But I, I, it's it's like it's like oh, we can make a ton of money by having these people pay a monthly payment to us to for this console kind of like what renaissance does and then after you pay like a thousand dollars or something that's five hundred dollars we just made double the money i don't know i I don't i think it's weird to me i i think it's odd however i just think that's because it doesn't apply to someone like you and me where we even though it's still kind of a lot of money we can we'll probably by next fall be like all right we have five hundred dollars right on me to get uh xbox scarlet so we'll just give you the five hundred dollars right whereas i like you said if if you don't have money or if you're like a 10 year old kid i can tell you from experience i never had five hundred dollars i definitely didn't have that i would be hoping my parents would get it for me for christmas but if i was if i was like you know getting weekly allowance or something I'd be like, "Hey, mom, dad, can I can I do this?" And then we can, you know, pay for it over time. And then on top of that, you get the Game Pass Ultimate, which fifteen dollars a month times eighteen plus twelve—that's thirty-six months. That's a lot of money that you're saving on Game Pass Ultimate alone. And you wouldn't, honestly, you wouldn't need to buy a game if you didn't want to, because you get all of the first-party Xbox titles and whatever the hell else is on Game Pass. So. My thought of it is the way I'm thinking of it is, yeah, you get the Xbox, you know, the Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah. But you just paid, you're just paying 30, 20 to 30 dollars a month. So you're technically paying for it. Like you're paying that $15. But then you're paying $5 a month for an Xbox. <laughs> yeah, I guess five five to ten dollars. Yeah, I don't know, five to fifteen dollars more a month. I don't know. It's I don't know. It was it was just weird to me reading it and then like trying to process it. Apparently, I, I, I think process they definitely it like It's just weird to me. I think they definitely didn't like. Uh, I don't know. It, it is really weird how they present it because that's a lot of different numbers and it's very confusing. But yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's is it worth it if you have the money up front for an Xbox Scarlet anyway? No, I, I don't think it would be worth it for that. But if you if you have no way of getting the money up front for the next Xbox, then I would say, yeah, sure, why not? Right, but, right. But that's that. 
And our last news is from their competitor, Sony. In case you didn't know, they have a PlayStation 5 coming out. And they also trademarked PS5 and 6 and 7 and 8 and 9 and 10. <laughs> so, um, I like their enthusiasm about being in business for that long. Yeah. Because, I mean... Uh, when's when's the uh, the new one come out? Like every six to seven years. <laughs> That's something about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and honestly, at this point, with the streaming video games, probably going to be the future with things like Stadia and uh, XCloud and shit. Honestly, at some point, I don't even know if we'll have consoles anymore. So. Yeah. We'll just have like hologram screens that come up and we'll just throw a pad down and boom, that's where we play our games now. That's like five new console generations times seven. That's like 40 years worth of consoles <laughs> they've trademarked. <Yeah. laughs> it, it's, it, it's honestly, there's no other news to this. I just kind of was. When did like, the first, uh, first PlayStation come out? I want to, for some reason, I want to say 98 when I was born. Um, that's my guess that's what year came to my mind but it could be 96 maybe 1994 december 3rd 94 okay think about that yeah <laughs> first one came out in 94 the fifth one's coming out was it <laughs> next year yeah okay <laughs> how long ago was that uh, how long did it take us to get there 26 years 26 years right so from from so now <laughs> it's gonna be another twenty six years for us to get to uh, PS ten. I can't wait for my PS ten, dude. <laughs> I, I'm super excited for my twenty four K monitor and my, you know, all these special hologramic, hologramic, holographic, you know, yeah. things popping out of me. Call of Duty grenades gonna be shot at me. You PS10's know, ten's just gonna be like. It's something you wear. It's going to be something you put on your head. And then you remember the game sphere from Drake and Josh? Yes. That's <laughs> where he just opens the console and it's like, welcome to game sphere. Yes. <laughs> now let's play some game. That's going to be PlayStation 10. Yeah. That's exactly what it's going to be where we don't have to wear anything, but w the whole room turns into the game. Right. And that's, that's how we're playing. That's, that's what PS 10 would be. Well, I, I cannot wait until we get our hands on a PlayStation 10. It is going to be a phenomenal time. But in the meantime, you can he see us tweeting or Facebooking about the PlayStation 10 at the VIP Gaming Podcast. Either that on Twitter or Facebook. You can go there. We will be talking there. We ask for questions every week. We got lots of cool people in the community. And also, if you want to hang out in my discord we have a vip gaming podcast uh channel in there so if you want to get involved in that just message us on twitter or uh, facebook and we can get you right in there absolutely and that goes to show our enthusiasm by you know when we start talking about the ps10 coming out we'll be you know 46 48 years old damn right we will podcast. Well, we'll be, you know, we'll be 80 year old men just still doing a yeah. video game podcast. Yeah. It'll be great. 25th anniversary. Guess what? PlayStation 10. <laughs> <laughs>
God, it's so uh, fucking stupid. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. But also, you can listen to us anywhere you listen to your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Any other damn podcast that you want to listen to it on, you can listen to it on. And if you can't, let me know, and I will make I'll make us be on there. I will personally hand deliver it to that podcast service. But also on those podcast services, make sure you like and subscribe to it. Make sure you write a beautiful review. You can write any review you want, but just make sure at the end of the day you put that five stars on there. You can say this is the worst show you've ever listened to. Five. But as long as you put five stars, we're fine. Yeah, that's that's cool. With me, I, I won't complain. This was terrible. Five star. <laughs> what a shitty podcast. These guys are nothing. Five stars. Five star. Yeah. Five star. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Oh god damn it! But <laughs> five star, five star, five star, <laughs> five, five star frog slash. I can't what? speak either. Yeah, no, <laughs> I can't. I can't speak. <laughs> oh god, this is going off the rails. We're recording at like nine o'clock at night. Yeah, I'm real tired, dude. Could you say that we're going off the rails like a crazy train? I hate you. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Crazy Train, which I'm pretty sure might have been used in one of the games that you've been playing this week, trailer and a commercial. You've been playing some more Call of Duty, huh? I have. I have. And it's... What's your update on it? Well, online's still pretty solid. Um, have you played any of the new modes more? Yes? No? Um, no, I haven't because I've been really focusing more on the campaign and I just hit a plot twist today. and I didn't finish it, but hit a plot twist today and it's getting good. I'm I'm really excited for that. I think once I get my next paycheck, I'm going to pick it up on PC. Even though I've heard the PC port's kind of not great, but I'm kind of I'm still super excited for it, and also to be able to play with like you, Joe Coleslaw, and other people that got it. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, the the campaign crazy. Ugh. How many hours are you into it? Do you think, um, if, um, if I had to guess, I wasn't really tracking, but if I had to guess, um, anywhere from two to four hours, I think. Right. Do you think you're finishing up? Uh, or do you think there's still hit, more to like, go? I think I've just hit that midway, like, peak yeah. because the plot twist I hit was insane. I'm excited, dude. The, the campaign, honestly, is probably what I'm most excited for. It, a game. It's kind of like a. It, it's pretty good. It's kind of a weird plot twist. Like they they kind of just slip it in on you. Yep. But like the way they do it, it's like slide oh. it right in. Oh, because because someone's just talking to you, and all of a sudden they start telling you stuff, and then it's like, oh, 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 I thought you like, oh, I thought that we were like allies. <laughs> I was like, what happened? <laughs> so you have to. I don't want to say anymore because I know you yeah, want to play it. So I do. It's it's pretty good. We should if we both finish it at some point, we might have to do like a spoiler cast on it and talk about it because that'd be pretty that'd be pretty fun. I think so, yeah. But well, you gotta get it first. The, you know what, dude? Fuck off, man. Money is hard. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is coming out soon. Yeah, I wanted to get Death Stranding, but then they were like, "Hey, we're putting it on PC," and I'm like, "Okay, cool. That's right. The better place to play it will be." I get to wait a year and a half, or or no, half a year. I don't know, dude. There's too many games coming out. I know. You play anything else? Uh, no, I've really just been playing that because it's, nice. so, it's so good. <laughs> nice. 
I have been playing, much to surprise, Dead by Daylight. However, they, they added this new thing called the Archives, which is, it was supposed to come out two weeks ago, and then they delayed it, and then I was real sad, and they didn't tell you why they delayed it until, like, a week later, and I was like, well, that sucks. And then, and then they, it came out this week, and then half of the update didn't work, so they pulled it back, and then they just kind of pushed it back, like, six hours later, and I was like... That was a rocky launch, but whatever. It's out now. It's really fun. Is it? Um, is it smooth now? Like, is it? Is yeah, it? Oh, no, yeah, it works perfectly fine now. Okay. Um, it just had a shitty rollout, I guess. But so basically, what Dead by Daylight's archives are—they give you these like new challenges that you can do that help you get. You can level yourself up quicker. So like, it'll be like, hey, complete two generators in one match. And if you do that, you'll get, like, you know, more blood points, which is, like, the currency that you need to level up your characters in the game. So they make it – so it sounds like they're making it a little easier to to level up and get stuff. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's super nice, too, because I'll be the very first to admit, and anyone that plays Dead by Daylight will know that it is a grindy-ass fucking game where you have to level up – I mean, you don't have to level up all your characters, but if you're, if you're playing Killer, for sure you do because each character plays – vastly different survivors don't they just have different perks um but it it takes quite a bit to level up someone to the max rank uh but now with these challenges they give you like you know 20 30 40 000 blood points which is almost like a game or two of playing alone so like you can do you can be playing one game completely normally get a challenge and it'll be as if you played like two or three matches in one Hmm. so well, it's that's pretty awesome then. Yeah, it's super nice. It makes you leveling up a lot easier. They're doing these on like they have like a set number of challenges. So like I don't know if this is the real number. So they have like but weekly challenges. I think it's more of like biweekly or monthly. Um, okay. But they are going to be doing that. Yeah. So they're going to be having like all these challenges for this, you know, this week. And then every two weeks they add. The cool thing is they add new ones, but they don't take away the old ones. So you can still get those ones if you haven't gotten them before. Well, that's um, good. But then, you know, they just keep adding on. And then they also have one specific for killers and specific ones for survivors. So, and they don't, the way they kind of do it is like kind of like a web style where you have to go along a certain web. So you can't just pick any one you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to go along this like web and they don't make you, like, if you don't ever play Killer, you don't have to. You can all just follow, like, the Survivor web. Or if you don't play Survivor, you can just follow the Killer web and it'll be perfectly fine. Um, Interesting. So that's super cool. They added those challenges. And along also with this, they added... There's so many fucking names in this update. So that was the Rift. The Tome they added is... They call it the Tome, which is pretty much just a battle pass. Um like in Fortnite, if you've ever seen it in there, where they have a free track and they have a premium track. The premium track's 10 bucks. Uh, you do this entire thing. You unlock different cosmetics. They have these new things called charms, which are really kind of awesome. They do nothing. They're super cosmetic. But if you're a survivor, you wear like these little charms around your waist. If you're the killer, you put these charms on your hooks. They're really cool looking. Um, you can unlock charms through that. You can get you know different just like clothing cosmetics for different killers or survivors that's cool 
What's also really cool, though, is that the $10 you put into it, if you actually finish the entire tome within the amount of time you have, which I believe they said is 70 days, if you complete the entire thing, you actually get your like $10 back with in-game currency, like the in-game premium currency. That's awesome. So theoretically, if you complete the entire thing, next time they bring out like you know their next battle pass thing in two months, you can literally just kind of buy it for free. And you can keep doing that over and over if you grind it out enough and level it up all the way. So that's, that's pretty sick. Cool. Yeah, I love that a lot. That, so, that's pretty cool. I like that. That that gives people more incentive to grind it out and get all that stuff so that they can right. get the next one free, pretty much. Exactly. You ha- It's like if you do that, you have a one-time payment of 10 bucks, and then you're fine. I mean, right. it's a shit ton of grinding. Don't get me wrong. I, I think it goes up to level 70. Like I said, I played 24 hours this weekend and a lot of that was dead by daylight. Not all of it, but a lot of it was. And I'm up to level 24 in the tome out of 70. So that's a lot of playing. Don't get me wrong. But if you enjoy the game and you have like I said, you have 70 days to do it. So it's not like, you know, it's not like they're like, hey, here's like less than a month. Go ahead and Try to do it. Yeah, you have 70 days. and Yeah. It's super cool. I really like it a lot. I always love new cosmetics, especially like like it, like it, you said, it gives more of an incentive to try to grind it out too, so that's really fun. Yeah. The only other part to this is that through the, like, the, the rift thing that I talked about with like the challenges, with those challenges, they also give like lore pieces, which they never did before, where like you get some bits of knowledge about characters in the game and who they were like before they were in this fucked up world of the entity and dead by daylight. And it's kind of cool. I I'm not a big story guy in like Thanks. multiplayer games like this, but I think it's, I think it's definitely interesting to see some backstory on some of these characters. I wonder if they're doing that to kind of put stuff together to maybe end up coming out with a story mode for this kind of game. That would be pretty cool. I don't know how it would be done. What the I amount mean, of characters they have? I'm not sure. I mean, they've got a fuck ton of characters. Yeah. I mean, even if they just used the original, what was it, eight of them? Three. There was originally three killers. Oh, okay. So they might, four survivors. So they might just do the original four and the original right. three killers. And yeah, the- for this for this rift, they're focusing only on one of the original. They're focusing on the trapper for the killers and Claudette for the survivors, which are two of the originals so right that's so, how they are starting out I'm, I'm wondering if that's kind of i wonder if that's sort of the image that they're going for us to eventually get to that point because i would i feel like that would be a pretty cool thing to do is have a game mode like that yeah uh, or a story mode for this but uh, i mean who knows I, I would like that too. I mean, I'm always down for a story mode and anything. I don't know how it would work, but if they could figure it out, I'd be down. Yeah. The only other game I've been playing is more of WWE 2K20, but I've gotten a lot further in the story, and I'm really enjoying it. It's really fun. It's it's very dumb, like, but in a in a good way, if that makes sense. Like it's super. Like like I said, you start off in the indie scene and you start climbing your way back up. Well, not back up, but you start climbing your way up to like, you know, WWE main roster and then you'll, you know, main event WrestleMania and shit like that. I have just gotten to NXT and it's just, it it, it honestly is hysterical to see 
like the the character progression because like it, it seriously is like when you're on the indie scene they make they cut these <clears throat> excuse me they cut these like really shitty promos <laughs> and they're like yeah well when i get done with you i'm gonna stuff this turnip down your throat yeah got him <laughs> it's just really stupid shit like that and um i i really like the the like being backstage kind of thing you see how i mean obviously this isn't super realistic but you you kind of have the cool interactions backstage like when you're not on camera and it's kind of a cool perspective to have there yeah i like that that sounds pretty cool um I still want to try and get that game too because I haven't owned a wrestling game in forever. So yeah, and they also did just come out with a update. I haven't played what since they put the update out, but they did come out with a a pretty substantial like update apparently that fixed a a fair amount of the issues that people were having with it. So. A lot of bugs. Yeah, we had that. We had that kind of. Yeah, apparently. So the, the one of the bugs that he's talking about because him and I played a little bit. And one of the bugs was, like, reversals weren't showing up, which is really obnoxious. When you can't reverse someone, you're just kind of like, all right, cool, I'll just eat punches because I can't do anything. Mm. Apparently that is a bug. I don't know if they fix it in this one, but at least we know now for that is a bug. Yeah, and hopefully it will get fixed. I definitely felt that when we were playing that sh- there should have been way more reversals coming up than there were. Yeah. And then... Um, Overall, did you enjoy it? I enjoyed playing the game. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah, it's always fun playing that game. I enjoy playing that game with you all the time. But um, when reversals don't come up and I can't reverse, yeah. I lose. Oh, and then we had that last man standing match where you just couldn't do anything. That was so there. dumb. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. So a little meter comes up and you're supposed to get it in the uh, in a little box. You're supposed to time it right and get it in there. Like a quick you time can, event. Yeah, and you can uh, and you'll be able to get up. Well, we're playing Last Man Standing, and I literally didn't do anything crazy. I think you literally punched me, like, once. I I knocked him down. I Like, maybe I picked him up and slammed him and knocked him down. The ref started counting, and there was no no quick time event thing. There was nothing. He just laid there, and I won. So I was like, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, it was pretty awful. It was interesting. So that's 2K. Also, they came out with the... The first like a DLC thing, which you got for free if you pre-ordered the game with the fiend Bray Wyatt. I tell you, dude, his character model like you can say whatever you want about the other character models in the game not being great. The fiends is fucking phenomenal. Well, like it is so. exceptionally well made. I would hope so. I w- hopefully they make another update, maybe where they update some of the characters or something. But um, I would hope that his looks phenomenal. The fact that him being a brand new character. But it, it's super good. They came out with like a not a full story, but they came out with like a mini story for him. And I, I've played some of it and I've really enjoyed what I've done so far. But nice. I can't wait to keep playing more of that. Um so that's all I've been played been playing this week. Now we move on to questions where we have questions from Cliff, Tra- uh, Travis turned down for what and also the first rendition of the Coleslaw Chronicles with Joe Coleslaw. So here we go. His question this week is history has shown us that when the gaming community really gets together to achieve a goal or show our appreciation, we can get things done. Damn right. Joe with extra life last weekend. 
Do you believe that media and other outlets will shine a light on what everybody was able to achieve for the Children Miracles Network hospitals? St. Jude's Hospital has something similar throughout the summer, and I'm pretty sure if I was not to listen to gaming podcasts or gaming news outlets, I may have missed it. What do you think? So, <clears throat> unfortunately, I don't think any uh, you know news channels or anything like that will kind of... I don't think they're really going to say anything about it because they're uh, everybody's too focused on the negatives in the world and nobody ever really pays attention to the positives of what's going on. Like people play whatever it's small, but they're playing games and raising money for children's hospitals or other charities, stuff like that. Um, And people don't really take, people don't get to see that because the news only wants to focus on, whatever our dumbass president's doing or what, you know, other negative stuff that's going on in the world. They only want to focus on that because that's what gets people's attention, but people should pay more attention to the, the good stuff that's going on in the world, not just the negatives. Yeah, I totally agree with Michael. Um, do I think some medias and outlets will shine a light on it? I'm sure some people will. I don't think the the ones that get the most views and the most attention will, I think, like he said. Uh, uh, it's a lot easier for news outlets to get more attention talking about negative news than positive news. Not to say the positive news doesn't ever happen, but it, it's very... Negative news is a lot more prevalent, and more people are more attracted to clicking on a headline of, you know, what has XXX person done wrong over? Look at all these, all the money raised for sick children. Um, is it a shitty reality? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think, unfortunately, that's that's how news outlets operate. And uh, yeah, it's shitty, but. I think some people shed light on it and I'm sure extra life's Twitter and Facebook pages and we'll be all over the social media and be telling everybody how much they raised this year. So we raised a lot. I think, I mean, just our team alone, $3,500. And I know teams like kind of funny. You have a much bigger, like uh following have raised like $70,000 and that they were like team number like 11. So that's incredible. That's awesome. There's, there's a lot more people above them and below them. So you know what? It doesn't really matter if the news covers it or not and gets everything out there, but um, it'd be nice. But the matter of the fact is, is that we're out here raising money for a good cause, and that's what matters. Damn right. Well said. Moving on to turn down for what? He asks, what do you think are the most common reasons for people to stop playing a game and or play one for a while, stop, and never come back to finish it? So, <laughs> so I'm doing this currently with Spider-Man, and I know... Play it! Huh? Play it! It's so good! I know! It's a great game! It's an incredible game! I'm not saying it's not. It's probably one of the best Spider-Man games I've ever played since... The one that came out on PlayStation 2. Um, but like it's it's incredible. But I'm I think I'm like on the last mission and I got really frustrated because I just kept dying and couldn't get past it. So I stopped playing it, moved to a different game, and haven't come back to it 
just because I think of that mission and get frustrated. And I'm like, I don't want to handle all that right now. So right. don't get into it again. Um, yeah, I feel like I've done that with so many games, which is unfortunate. But then there's some games that I finish and then keep replaying and replaying. Like GTA, I've beaten that campaign mission like five times. Yeah. And it's probably like one of the lengthiest missions, like a campaigns out there. Right. So. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a bunch of different reasons, obviously, for why people stop playing shit. One, I feel like people just get busy, you know? Sometimes life gets in the way. Yeah, it happens. And then, and then also things like, especially for me, what'll happen a lot is there's so many games coming out nowadays that if I'm not able to finish game A when game B comes out, I'll still just jump to game B and then I'll be like, Hey, I should go back to whatever the first game was, but I don't remember anything of the like 15 hours that I played. And then if I do that, I would have to start over and I don't want to start over and do another 15 hours of what I just played. So, yeah. So that's why I'm going to have to finish the call of duty campaign before this star Wars game comes out. Yeah. Cause that's exactly what's going to happen. 100%. Yeah. And that's definitely happened to me a lot. And then also, like Michael was saying with GTA and him, like there's, I think almost everyone has that one game of theirs that is pretty much their video game junk food where they're like, at the end of the day, they're always going to go back to this game. And that's Dead by Daylight for me. I have fucking way too many hours in the game. I get sick of it quite a bit. And I still just keep going back to it because yeah. at the end of the, it, it's like I have a heroin addiction to, but <laughs> instead it's instead of heroin, it's dead by daylight. Yeah. I'm going to have to do it again to um, the need for need for speed game payback that came out. Um, yeah. That has a really good storyline to it. And I really enjoyed playing that one. So I might play that one again. I've already beaten it twice. Um, like I, I don't even know what it is with GTA and why I keep playing that campaign and finishing it it's just i do it it's not even like it's a super good campaign it's just entertaining for me i guess so i just keep playing it so i don't know that that's how i see it it sucks i hate it when i stop a game and then never come back to it It pisses me off because i'm like man i am like an hour away from finishing it i should really go back and then i just never do i know i know all the time it sucks but all right next question questions from cliff first question from cliff is what are your top three video game franchises and boy is that a heavy question that's a hard question that's pretty tough it it there's a lot do, but i'm gonna answer it super easy super super easy yeah i'm gonna super easy easy yeah yeah <laughs> um i'm gonna answer it pretty easily but i'll let you go first oh god okay um well, I think the first one, very easy for me, Halo. That That's a given. Honestly, I don't even think I've finished all the Halo campaigns, but Halo 3 will always have such a place in my heart for pretty much being my childhood video game. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said on previous podcasts, talking about how I got all, almost all of my real-life friends by playing Halo 3, I had some of the best times meeting up with like 15 random online people and just playing a bunch of custom games together. It was just such a great time. Halo Reach was phenomenal. I just actually got invited to the Halo Reach PC like beta 
and nice. I played that on stream during Extra Life, and it was fucking phenomenal. And nice. I love it. Was I getting pissed off because I suck at it on PC? Yes. Will I actually try to get better, even though I hate? Well, I don't hate them, but I'm not good at first-person shooter games on PC. I 100% will try my best because I fucking love Halo Reach and it, 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 all Halo. All Halo I love. I love the stories. They're so great. The campaigns with Master Chief are fucking phenomenal. Halo Reach's campaign was really good, and I don't think he got enough praise. Um, I don't think so. That I feel like that was um, Halo's very underrated uh, campaign, but... <clears throat> Thought it was good. I think it's because it was it added more characters than just Master Chief, but yeah. Um, other than Halo, I think my other go-to, which honestly in my head it took me a while to figure out these last two, because Halo was just such a standout to me, and I was like, I honestly don't know what other like full franchises, but I think God of War would probably be my other one. I fucking love God of War. Both the new one, which is way different than the first three. I never played the like knockoff ones that were on like PSP or stuff, but like God of War one through three, the like on PlayStation two and three, I thought were fucking phenomenal. I really enjoyed the hack and slash type of gameplay from that. And then I know some people didn't enjoy not not most. I think most people enjoyed the new God of War over the old ones. But I know some like hardcore old God of War fans were like, "No, this isn't hack and slash. This isn't really what I wanted. I wanted, I wanted that hack and slash type of feel instead of like a full kind of like I don't know story. I mean, God of War one through three had pretty good stories too. I thought honestly, those are probably the people that were just mad that they didn't show any nudity in that one game. Probably, honestly, probably, but because <laughs> God of War one through three, I thought had great stories. I I'm not gonna say I'm disappointed because I think the new God of War was my game of the maybe even this generation of games or, or generation of consoles. It honestly might be. It's a pretty good game. It's fucking phenomenal, and um, I totally forgot my point, but I I really I really enjoy it, and I think it's uh, I think it's an exceptional game, and. The entire series, like I said, I just really enjoyed um, from top to bottom. And my last one, like I said, I was struggling on these last three because I feel like if I hear franchise, it needs to be like more than two or three or else I feel like it. Like if I said The Last of Us, that would kind of be like, all right, well, you know, there's like one game. The second game's coming out. That doesn't really count. So, yeah, that would be like I feel like The Last of Us would end if they didn't come out with a second one. It would be like a, a one hit wonder kind of game. But yeah. because they're coming out with a second one, depending on how that one does, it's still kind of more of a one-hit wonder kind of game. Right, but um, but yeah, go ahead. I think my other one would probably be Gears of War. Honestly, just because the gameplay is so much different than any other game that I've played. Yeah, it like, is a lot different. Like the cover-based shooter genre doesn't really exist anymore, except for Gears of War. And I think like Spec Ops: The Line did it. And honestly, off the top of my head. I think oh, there's another like a robot game that I can't think of that does it as well. But there's not many games in that genre of feeling super hefty in all this big ass suit of armor doing cover based shooting. And I think both the multiplayer and gears has been really fun for me. The horde is fucking phenomenal. They pretty much created the horde mode. I'm pretty sure in gears two, maybe three, but I'm pretty sure two they create. I'm pretty sure they created the horde like game type of wave upon wave of things coming at you. Um, and then also their campaigns are actually like 
pretty well made. Um, Gears of War 1 was really good. 2 and 3 were probably my favorite. Uh, never played Gears Judgment. That game sucked. Didn't exist. Gears 4 was really fun. And Gears 5, the new one that just came out, I thought was also exceptionally well made. So those are my three. It was a really tough choice. Michael, what do you think? So my top three would have to be Forza, because I love racing games. The Forza Horizon uh, games that they're making, excellent. I don't really play any of the motorsports ones, but I know those, those ones are pretty good. Like sim sim like like simulation yeah yeah but me. i like i like the free roam that you get in forza horizon i love you know lego cars lego cars <laughs> is hilarious you bump into them and they fall apart it's great piece by piece you hit stuff it's hilarious um and i love that they ended up having like hot wheels interact with them i thought that was cool um and then oh man Need for Speed. Need for Speed's a good one. I love that. That's, yeah. I love their story modes. Like I said, Need for Speed Payback. That one had a great story mode. Is that um, the one where you play as cops? No. That was Rivals, right? Rivals. Um, Hot Pursuit? No, that was too early. That there, was too there was early. one that so, came I, out like, later that you could play as cops, and I fucking loved that Yeah, one. that one That one was... um. Rivals. That must have been Rivals. I Need think that was speed. the one. Hey, listening, make another game where you can play as the cops, and I'm fucking in. Yeah, what's it called again? It's um the new one coming out literally next week, which I haven't heard anyone talk about. No, nobody's really talked about it. it. Literally, I like I don't know if they just forgot to market this game, but I didn't even know until I looked it up online that this game comes out in five days from recording this. Oh man. <laughs> Which doesn't give me hope for it being good, but we'll see. Heat, it's called. Yeah, Need, Need for Speed, Speed Heat. Heat. You know, oh man, now I gotta buy two games. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I I love Need for Speed. Those were always fun to me. I remember playing the the original Need for Speed on PlayStation Two with the yep. um the cardboard like, um, big CD case. It's downstairs. Oh, yeah. I have to grab it, but I love that cool. one. That one was sick. Um, and then the other franchise would have to be Call of Duty. Call of Duty's always been good. I've never played, uh, really, I've never played any other shooter game other than, you know, I've tried, um, I've tried, you know, uh, Ghost Recon. I've tried, like, I like Gears. Gears is good. It's a lot different. Um, Halo, baby. Halo. You know what? Halo is pretty good. The only reason I didn't say Halo is because you did. Because I love Halo. Uh, but yeah, those would have to be my top three. I love those franchises. I love racing games. Racing games are always good. Always good to me because I it's so love weird cars how, and stuff. So. It's so weird and awesome how varied our lists are. <laughs> and like, I think that's something that's so fucking awesome. About Yours video are games. all just killing <laughs> yeah and, and i think that like even though i feel like racing games in general don't get talked about a lot because i feel like the like core not not core gamers i'm not trying i'm not trying to sound like a dick but like i feel like 
hardcore gamers aren't going out and being like, I should get Forza, even though I love Forza too, for the record, but it's definitely not my like, you know, go to game, but I love yeah. how it is for other people. Yeah. Like I feel like racing games, um, people don't really pay attention too much on because there's really not much different between right. every, you know, game, but that's like why. I, yeah. But that's why I like, Forza and Need for Speed because they're even though they're both racing games, they're two totally different games. Like right. um, Payback had a storyline, you know. You're, uh, you know, you get mixed up with these guys and then you get to, you know, take them down. It's awesome. Um, you go beat clubs; they become your allies or your enemies, and there's it's sick. Forza, it's free roam. You're just going through this championship thing across the world, pretty much. And win races, you win championships, and you just get a ton of money, and there's a ton of cars and stuff. I love Need for Speed because you can custom. I feel like Need for Speed you can customize the most in. Right. Uh, and I mean, Forza you can customize your cars quite a bit, but it's more of just um, more of just the color and and upgrades to the engine and performance and stuff. Need for Speeds is performance, color, and all that stuff, but you can actually change the body style. You can change, you know, the hood, all that stuff, the lights. You get really in-depth on changing the car around, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I like. Uh, Like, Need for Speed Payback, when that was coming out, that was listed as, like, their their game that this is, like, the most customizable Need for Speed game they were making, and Hmm. it's sick, sick. That was three games? That was three games. That was all three. That was three. All right. And our last question of the week, also from Cliff, asked today on his Extra Life stream, what famous person would you want to play a couch co-op game with and what game? (sighs) It was a tough one for me, too. That is pretty tough. I would have to think of someone that, you know... uh, I would I would want to go against someone who's you know good at video games because I wouldn't want to like you know funnily enough the first thing that came to my head was some wrestlers because they actually are like quite big video yeah. game fans nowadays yeah um, I, I, I well um, Xavier Woods competes in uh, championships he has like two million followers on his YouTube channel up up down down so like. He's super into the gaming scene. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I would want to, you know what? I think I would... I'm going to say AJ Styles because he is he streams on Mixer, which I find fucking hysterical still. And I think it would just be cool to hang out with AJ Styles and play. Ooh, I don't know what to play. Go go to your celebrity. I don't know. I was still trying to think while you were talking. Uh, um I mean, I I honestly don't know. I really don't know who I'd want, you know? Um, I mean, honestly, a good old game of Mario Kart never hurt anyone, you know? Oh, Mario Kart? It might yeah. break some friendships with... I mean, I don't have a friendship <sighs> with AJ Styles, but it'd be funny to try to piss him off and uh, hit him with a blue shell or something. Yeah, I feel like Mario Kart's an always a good game to go to. That's like probably a game I would play. Um, But, uh... I'm not sure. Or face AJ Styles in WWE 2K as AJ Styles. 
<laughs> there's a there's a I don't know if you remember the good old days of Vine, but there was um there was one guy, his name's Emmanuel Hudson, and he plays video games a lot. He does all his he twitches, he has twitch and stuff. He too. twitches. <laughs> he twitches. He, has, he has he has some twitches. Yeah, yeah. No, he he twitch he, he plays on Twitch and stuff. Uh and he was actually playing Mario Kart recently and um I I would probably hang out with him because he's pretty funny and then when you're beating him it's pretty funny because he gets real mad. That's pretty great. And it's pretty funny. That's probably who I'd probably want to play video games with. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you for all the questions this week. You can like write them in, like I said, to the VIP Gaming Podcast, both on Facebook and Twitter. But before we go, we are going to tell you about all the big old games that are coming out this week and or updates. Michael is very excited for this first one. On November 5th, just Dance 2020 comes out oh. on Xbox, PlayStation 4, Switch, Stadia, and the original Wii. What? It comes out on the original Wii. I feel like that should have been in the news. Like, why? <laughs> it's been doing forever. And we actually found out. Someone, I forgot who it was, but someone looked into it. And apparently the reason is, is because a lot of old folk homes... Mm-hmm. Bought a bunch of Wii's for like Wii Fit and shit. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And so I like that. they they like because like you know they needed to have like activity kind of yeah, stuff, exercise. Have so fun. Just, so just dance apparently makes enough money that they're like, hey, let, let's let's keep putting it on these the Wii to help these old folk homes out. <laughs> I like that a lot. That's so awesome. I think that's super cool. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to get my dance on. Dude, I we will need to record that and put it on the VIP Gaming I, Podcast no, really Facebook don't. and Twitter. I really don't, but anyway, <laughs> I mean, we could put Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games twenty Tokyo twenty twenty. Yeah, uh, we coming. Put, we could put that one on there same day. There you go, Tokyo at uh, twenty twenty coming out on Switch uh, on um, also November fifth. Planet Zoo comes out on PC. On November 5th, a big one as well, Red Dead Redemption 2 comes to PC for the first time. Even though I shat on it, I think I still might. I don't know if I'm going to get it right away, but I still think I would like to try it because that game is pretty good for a a console game in general, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it would look fucking gorgeous on PC. So I I think at some point I might get it. And also because my friend wants me to do the Red Dead Online thing, and that sounds fun. I don't know if it will be, but I would like to try it. Yeah, it'd probably be pretty good. But so that comes out November fifth. Uh, on November eighth, the big day is also Death Stranding comes out on PS4. We talked about that a bit earlier. If you don't have a PS4, wait until it comes out on PC summer next year. On November eighth, Disney some some festival <laughs> comes out on Switch. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is. Some <clears throat> some. It, some, it's some. It, it's some some festival, I guess. It, it's some festival. It's some Disney festival, I <laughs> yeah, guess. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, also on Jumanji. November 8th, Jumanji the video game comes to okay. Xbox, PlayStation 4, PC, and Switch. And I looked it up before we started the podcast to today. To that, yeah. It looks real bad. It looks bad. It looks oh, real no. bad. It looks like it was made in like three weeks. And they have some like really shitty character models, although it is The Rock and Jack Black and what really? Two. Um, yeah, so. It looks literally like they took the Fortnite engine and we're just kind of like, 
let's make a chitty game. Here you go. And I'm like, no, okay. I'll have to look it up later. I don't know what this game is. This next game is either, but it has a very long name, and I'm going to give it a shot, okay? <clears throat> oh, my God. That's the entire game. <laughs> On November 8th, Layton's Mystery Journey, Kitriel and the Millionaire's Conspiracy Deluxe Edition on switch <laughs> who the fuck names their game whatever that was i don't know that is a terrible title and you should never do that um and then the last game we were talking about earlier on november 8th need for speed heat on xbox playstation 4 and pc friday i don't know why the fuck uh, i i haven't heard a damn thing about this game until we talked know. about it now you know what i'm gonna do this entire week now is just binge all of i can whatever I can find on this game and right. be ready for it for when it comes out. Are you going to try to get it when it comes out? Um, I might. I yeah. probably will. You got to get that COD campaign done then. You only got five days. Oh, I know. You only got five days. You got anything else you want to talk about or, or should we wrap it up here? Um, I'm, I'm pretty good. I don't think I really have anything else to say um, other than I can't wait for that SpongeBob game to come out. I really can't. I know I <laughs> keep excited, dude. I'm so excited for that game to come out. I'm such it, a child. I'm so ready. If you keep vamping about SpongeBob, I have something I can tell you. Hold on. Keep vamping. Oh my god. The game uh, I watched a new trailer for that the remake and it looks so clean. Oh, so clean. Everything looks uh, it's more vibrant. Everything is more um, texturized. Like you can actually see like how stuff flows, and it's so nice. Like, so, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom that you're very excited for, yeah, is coming out with a bunch of different additions for the game. Oh, so they have this one tier. I'm trying to find the price, and I could be totally wrong, but I believe when I looked at it before, <laughs> the time. Okay, here it is. You ready? How much? Okay, so let let me let me tell you real quick. There's this bundle. Okay, <laughs> it, it it comes with the game. Yeah, and it comes with a. Hold on, let me see. It's called the Fun Edition, F U N Edition. I love it. Yeah, okay. it comes with a set of key rings. Key rings, okay. Wall stickers, wall st- like how big? I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna assume like you know a, right, a normal piece of paper size. Okay, yeah. Uh, you get the SpongeBob SquarePants tennis socks. Tennis socks. Battle for Bikini Bottom on them. Love it. Okay. You get six lithographs, which I don't know what that is. That it looks kind of cool. You get a Sandy figurine that is eight inches. You get a SpongeBob figurine with the golden spatula. Yeah. Also eight inches. And you get a Patrick figurine that's apparently seven inches. I guess fuck Patrick. Um, and that's all you get. Also the game. How much do you think this is? All of that? I'm guessing like a hundred bucks. It is three hundred dollars. What? It is three hundred dollars. Oh my god. God. For all of that shit, dude. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I just don't understand. Oh it's my so- god. However, there's also the shiny edition, 
where you get all of the same shit ex- there except for the key rings and Sandy and Patrick. Or SpongeBob in the socks. You get SpongeBob in the socks, the wall stickers, and the lithographs in the game for 150. <laughs> no, no thanks. And then the standard edition is just thirty dollars. I don't know $30? why the f- why would you why would you why is it so much? Like, <laughs> hey, here we'll give you the game for thirty bucks, but you can get all this stuff for hundred fifty dollars more. What? I, I don't understand why it's so much fucking money, dude. It makes no well, sense to me. That makes me a little upset. <sighs> that would have been cool. Like, if it was like $100, I might have really thought about it. But, like, Xbox One X or SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'll, I'll spend the $30 for the SpongeBob. Oh, God. Well, anyway. So that was the podcast. Make sure you follow us on VAP Gaming Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Devinster1. They tried to take me off of Twitter for some reason, but I'm back. I got my account back. They tried to take me off. I don't know why. You got anything you want to plug? Um. Uh. Yeah, go see my boy Finny at Twitch. You know, uh, follow yeah. us on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Message us. Let us know. Give us some questions. Obviously, we'll answer them. Damn right. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't do anything on Twitch, so I don't do anything fun. I'm just here for this. So it's okay. Twitch on TV says to Vincer, you maybe can find Michael there with me occasionally. Special guest, if you want to see me there, let us know. Damn right. And until then, we will see you next week.